Hey, I am Stephen. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Church. Thanks for tuning in. We are in a teaching series right now called Holy Habits, and we're looking at the different spiritual habits that we can develop in our lives. And today, we're going to look at an essential tool that God has given all of us to help us to grow in our faith, and that is prayer. I remember one of the greatest gifts that my wife Katie ever got me was two tickets to go with her to the symphony uh, to, to hear the Oscar movie themes. It was so cool as a movie fan. Um, and it was very different than any normal date that we'd go on. Usually we're very casual. We like to go find a cool, like just a fun place to eat, go to a movie, something like that. But this one was different. We, we dressed up. We found a fancy restaurant downtown. We went out to eat, spent way too much money on food. Then we went into the symphony hall with a bunch of people um, that looked far better than we did. And we found our seats. And man, when the music started, it, it just blew me away. It, the sound was so big and so radiant. It was unlike anything I'd ever, I'd ever heard before. If you've ever been to the symphony before, you know what I mean? It, it's just powerful. I mean, you could feel the vibrations coming off the instruments. The, you, could, you could like sense the blending of the musicians just working together in perfect harmony. It was, it was unlike anything I'd ever heard before. Um, now, contrast that with a middle school symphony that might be playing uh, the same instruments uh, and maybe even the same songs and the same notes, but it sounds totally different, right? Well, why is that? Well, for a lot of reasons, right? Uh, obviously, for talent reasons, uh, you probably have different leadership, different acoustics in the room compared to a school cafeteria and a symphony hall. But I, I think the main reason why those are so different is because the professional symphony is truly in sync and in perfect rhythm with one another. So they start and they end the song at the exact same time. It's so precise. The precision it's exact. And when you're in rhythm, like that's a powerful thing, right? If you've ever been on a team um, that you just feel like you're in sync, you play really well together, um, you, you, you kind of know where the next player's going. Uh, there, there's, something, there's something about that, right? You're, you're more efficient. Your team just works really well together, right? Rhythm is a powerful thing. That's how God wants you to feel in your life. He wants you to feel like you're in rhythm with him like you're walking in the same beat, like you're playing the same notes on a song, like you're, you're perfectly aligned with his will for your life. That's how he wants us to live our lives with that feeling each and every day. But I mean, it's easier said than done, right? I think there's a lot of us that when we think about our lives, we don't feel like we're in sync with God. We don't feel like we're in rhythm. Sometimes we feel like we're playing completely different songs, like our lives are clashing with what he has for us. Sometimes we wonder if he's even there at all. I mean, th those feelings are all very normal that, that we can feel often. So how do we align our hearts with God? How do we get back in rhythm with God? Well, that's where prayer comes in. Prayer really is the tool that God has given you to align your life to be in rhythm with Him. Okay, can you remember the last time that you used a payphone? <laughs> For some of you, it was probably years ago. Or if you're under the age of 25, you may not have ever used one in your life. You may drive past a gas station that still has the ancient artifact known as a payphone and not 
even, you're not even quite sure what it is, right? Every time I drive past one and I see one, there's very few left, but when I do see one, it's like a reminder of how much technology has changed in just a short amount of time. I remember when I was a kid um, and I wanted to get picked up from the mall uh, by my parents, I, I didn't, this was pre-cell phones. I had to go to the mall food court and uh, there in the corner was one pay phone and I had to hope that me or my friends had a quarter uh, and when I called, I had to hope that my parents actually picked up so that I could ask them if they could come pick us up. If they didn't, then it was tough luck. We had to sit around and wait a few more minutes and then call again. It was such, it's such like an unreliable way of getting a hold of someone, right? It's so different now. The, the beauty of cell phones is you can get a hold of anybody at any time. You try calling them, uh, you don't get a hold of them. They, the, the front of their phone says they have a missed call um, or do like what most people do and just shoot them a text. It's instant um, and there are no missed calls. Like prayer, prayer is like our direct line to God. It's our direct phone line to God. And the beauty of prayer is there are no missed calls. It's not unreliable. Uh, we can always get a hold of God that every time you throw up a prayer to God, he's responsive. In fact, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter seven, verse seven. He says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. What he's saying is, Jesus is saying this, don't stop calling home. Don't stop letting God know what's on your heart, what's going on in your life, where you need him, where you need strength, where you need wisdom, because he will respond. Prayer really does change situations. And I think, I think a lot of times we view prayer as if God has a payphone and not a cell phone, that it's, it's unreliable, it's clunky. We aren't sure if our call really goes through, if God's really gonna respond, if he really hears us when we call out to him. Uh, we question if prayer really works. I think if we're being totally honest, even some of us that are, that are really religious, that have been walking with God for years and years, even we tend to doubt prayer because if, if we really believed that prayer works, wouldn't we pray more? Like, if you believed that talking to God could change a situation, wouldn't that be your immediate response to lift it up when hard times come? Like, just think for a moment about the thing in your life right now that is causing you the most anxiety. What are you most anxious about right now? How much have you prayed and asked for God's help? Or, or another question, who? Like, who's the person you're most worried about right now? How much have you prayed for them? How much have you asked God, called on him to help you in that? Because I think if you're anything like me, you tend to worry first and pray later, or maybe even pray never. It's so easy for us to take this really essential tool that God has given us and just kind of put on the back burner, completely forget about it. Um, we, we tend to get anxious instead of asking for God's help, but that's not what God tells us to do. Jesus is telling us to pray. In fact, he's not just asking us to pray, he's actually commanding us to pray because we should pray often and pray early. Don't wait but throw it up sooner than later. Don't wait because you're not sure if it's gonna work out. Don't wait because you're trying to figure it out first or because you're trying to take control. Go to God quickly, early in the situation, right when you start to worry. Treat prayer as an open line to God that he's always going to answer because there are no missed calls. Jesus goes on to say this in Matthew 7. He says, parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? 
Or if they ask for fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? See, as a child of God, as a Christian, I have to remind myself that my spiritual father is ready to help. And and when I bring something to him, he comforts me. He wants you to call home. Recently, my five-year-old daughter Hazel got stung by uh, a yellow jacket, and it was just a horrible feeling and experience as a father. Um, I heard her screaming in the other room, and the scream like started out just as like a one cry, and then it just got worse, and she just starts wailing. And to be honest, as a five-year-old, she cries for a lot of things. Sometimes she cries when she can't find a toy or when she runs out of candy. So I didn't know if it was one of those or if it was a meaningful cry. And when it started to get worse and worse, um, I finally ran into the bathroom and I found her on the floor crying and she was holding her hand and it was covered like beet red. And behind her was the yellow jacket on the ground, like struggling in its last moments before it died because it had just stung her. Um, And, you know, you just have that moment as a parent where you want to help her, but you're not sure how. So I just, I scoop her up in my arms and I take her into a room and I just hold her and she's crying. There's, there's beads of tears just coming out of her eyes. And, and slowly she starts to calm down a bit and starts to feel better. And it, it, it wasn't because the pain had gone away. It's because her dad was there for her and was comforting her. And to me, when I think of prayer, I have to remind myself that, that prayer brings comfort even if the pain is still there. I, I think sometimes we think that if we pray about it, it's supposed to uh, immediately go away. But just like with Hazel, the comfort helped. Just knowing that she wasn't in it alone helped. And to me, that's why prayer is so important is it's this reminder that we're not alone anymore in it, that God is in it with us. Our spiritual father is in it with us, that when we pray to God and ask for his help, it doesn't mean that the pain escapes, but we are comforted through it. That's the power of prayer is that prayer helps us get through the most painful experiences in our lives because prayer, it sets our hearts in rhythm with God. It reminds us that we're not alone. It reminds us that God is with us and that God wants to help us, that God is in control, um, that God's with you through it all. Like if any of my kids ever got lost, I would want them to know they could, they could always call me for help. Um, if, if any of my kids ever didn't know what to do next, I'd want them to always know they can come to their dad. That's how God feels about you. That's why Jesus says just as much as a parent wants to care for the request of their children. So he wants to grant our, pray- our prayers. And, and the beauty of prayer is we don't have to search around for the nearest payphone and hope that God answers. We can call on God whenever we want and he's ready to help. That's how God feels about you. He feels like a parent who sees their child in need and wants to help them, but we have to ask for his help. So I just, I want to give you three different kinds of prayers um, and parallel them with different ways that they kind of interact in our normal relationships with other people. Um, The first one is what I call just a 10 second prayer. And these are just quick prayers throughout the day. And I think 
honestly, this is how I pray the most often, but this is often an overlooked prayer for us because a lot of times we think of prayer and we think of like this sacred act that we have to kind of remove ourselves from everybody, go to the top of a mountain, sit Indian style, and, and just separate ourselves from everything in order to pray to God. And while I think that that is a great thing to do, um, 10 second prayers fill up my day. They're passive, they're on the go, they're one subject. Sometimes just throughout the day, I'll say, God, I'm exhausted. Can you give me the strength and the energy to get through today? Or, you know those days when you just feel off kilter and maybe you're, you're kind of quick to anger? God, will you just give me patience? Will you give me endurance today? God, will you help me to not overlook opportunities to show your love today? Uh, I, I often, well, like I'm walking into a meeting and I'll just pray for the person I'm about to meet with. God, I pray that this is just a time of encouragement um, as, as we're about to meet. I pray that just through this time together um, that we can uh, have a time of encouragement and hope together. See, like a, a 10 second prayer, it's almost like a text message to God. This is how a lot of us communicate with our friends, right? Like you don't stop what you're doing and put all of your attention on a text. You kind of, you kind of do it as you're, as you're going along in your day. It's just a quick note or, or a quick question. Like the 10 second prayer is just like that. It's just a quick call out to God. It's a quick call out to him. Uh, look at him in your busy day. Uh, and so like a 10 second prayer can come as you're driving in your car and maybe you've just been stressed and, and your prayer doesn't have to be incredibly specific and profound. It doesn't have to be a Psalm like what David wrote. It can, it can just be, God, I'm stressed. Can you give me peace? God, I, I just feel like, like I, I'm on my own. Can you just remind me that I'm loved today? There's so many different 10 second prayers that, that you can pray. I just love to sprinkle them throughout my day. It's just a quick accessible way to be constantly plugged into God throughout the day. Just like how I like to text my wife, um, even, even on a busy day, just checking in and, and keeping in touch with her throughout the day. That's like what the 10 second prayer is. So that's the first one. The second one is what I call the the do not disturb prayer. And the do not disturb prayer, it's like carved out time with God and God alone. It's putting your life on do not disturb mode, shutting everything else off around you. It's carving out a chunk of time in your day that's just distraction free. That's just you and God. And maybe that's just a few minutes in the morning that you're saying, I'm not gonna look at social media. I'm not gonna look at the, uh, any screens. Uh, like, I just wanna be zoned in on God. I'd equate this with like a meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversation you'd have with a friend if you were out to dinner with them. Or like if you're out with your spouse and you just, you're shutting off other conversations. You know, hopefully <clears throat> when you're out to dinner with someone, you're not like checking your phone and you're not like looking around at other conversations, you're plugged in. And as a result, you're gonna have a more meaningful communication, more meaningful connection. That's like what a do not disturb prayer time is with God. Um, it's not passive, it's very focused. It's going, like to me, going to that symphony with, with Katie, what made that so meaningful was that like we weren't distracted by other conversations, by other friendships, by other news feeds. It was just the two of us experiencing that together. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 6, 6 he says, but when you pray, go into the room, close the door and pray to your father who's unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So if you're a follower of Jesus, it's so important that you can carve out some do not disturb time of prayer in your life, that that can be a habit and a pattern for you. And if you don't right now, just start with five minutes in the morning. Just set your phone alarm. Maybe, maybe you wake up at six o'clock, set it for 10 minutes earlier and, and use that chunk of time to spend time with God. 
that you're just shutting off the rest of your life and zoning in on God. In just a little bit, I'm going to walk you through what that do not disturb prayer time looks like for me, just a template that you can use. Um, But first, I just want to hit on the third kind of prayer. And this is the deep prayer. And this is the still prayer of complete solitude. In Psalm 46.10, it says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Isn't it amazing that centuries ago, God knew how busy our patterns were that he had to remind us to slow down and to be still. Like this prayer, a deep prayer, is more about listening than talking. It's more about like just being quiet and reflecting on your life. So this is when you carve out not just a few minutes, but a whole block of time to just be completely focused on spiritual things. You might listen to some worship music, have a journal ready. Maybe you start by reading um, a few verses out of the Bible just to kind of get your your mind set on spiritual things. But then it's just an open-ended time of do not disturb and listening. Like one of my favorite weeks of the year, um, and I've shared this with a lot of my friends, um, is every Thanksgiving my wife and I go to Orange Beach, Alabama, and we unplug for the week of Thanksgiving. And it's one of the only times all year that I completely turn off my phone, that I, I let my team know, I let uh, my friends know, hey, for the next six days, um, you're not gonna be able to reach me. And, and I'm just with my wife and my kids and we just have such a great time. And during that time, because we're not distracted by anything else, we use that time to have a blast, to eat great food, and just to reflect on the year. And we kind of look at what has God done in our life since the last time we came here. And then we use that week. By the end of the week, we've actually set goals for the upcoming year based on what God has been doing in our lives. But by having that that carved out time that we're just together for days at a time and we're just spending time reading and praying and having fun together and we're not distracted, like because we're able to reflect on it, it's really easy for us to identify what God is doing in our lives. That's the beauty of deep prayer. It's the kind of thinking and insight that only comes when you're deeply disconnected. It's reflecting and meditating on what God has been trying to do in your life and what you might be missing. One of, one of my favorite quotes that I heard a pastor say once is God might be trying to do a thousand things in your life right now and you only know about three of them. God is always at work in our lives and it's so easy to miss what those things are. Deep prayer is how we can identify and connect the dots, how we can look back and see what God has been trying to do in our lives. So for me, just very practically, one of the most common ways that I do deep prayer in my own life is my office is just a few minutes from downtown Bridgewater and on my lunch break, sometimes I like to just um, put the earbuds in and just go for a prayer walk where it's not like I'm praying the whole time. It's just kind of a mindset of prayer. I'm listening to some music. Um, I'm turning my phone on, on Do Not Disturb, so I'm not looking at text or anything like that. And I'm just walking around town and I'm praying. And sometimes I'll pray for things on my heart. Sometimes I'll see something that reminds me of somebody else and I'll pray for them. And I'll, and I'll prayer walk. I have like a two mile path through downtown Bridgewater, through Bridgewater State's campus. And then it's a loop that, that takes me back to my office. And it's just kind of this open time of deep prayer. Maybe for you, that's uh, while you're driving in the car, a commute. I know I have a lot of friends that would come to the coffee shop that uh, Grace Church owns, the bridge, and they'll come there and they'll just kind of camp out in the corner and they'll have some deep time of prayer. The goal is this, whether it's a 10 second prayer, a do not disturb prayer, or or a deep prayer, um, is that you're connected to God throughout your week. And so prayer is the way to do that. So just take one minute and I just want you to ask yourself, like, what can you do to take your prayer habit to the next level? What can you do this week? What's something practical and specific that you can do 
to take prayer to the next level in your own life, whether it's sprinkling in some of those 10 second prayers or developing a stronger habit of, of that do not disturb prayer time that you're going to do it for every day at this time. Or maybe it's carving out, I'm going to take an hour or I'm just going to go to a coffee shop or I'm going to just unplug and be on my own for an hour and just spend some time with God. Just imagine how differently your life would look if every day you started to feel that rhythm with God. That's the power of prayer is that you can feel completely connected to him every single day. take a few more minutes to walk you through a guided prayer time that I like to use in my own life. I I think sometimes we want to pray more and sometimes we just don't know where to start or what to pray. Uh, But but prayer is not about um, a posture. It's not about even your words. It's about what's happening in your heart. And so what I want to do is just walk you through the same pattern that I use in my own prayer time. And feel free to use this as a template uh, in your own prayer life. So uh, feel free to close your eyes, bow your heads if that helps you to focus more on God. I actually like to keep my eyes open and just look down um, because my mind gets distracted and starts to wander when I close my eyes. But what I like to do is start in and just slowly move out uh, and just come before God and start with your soul and ask yourself, in what way are you thankful for God right now? Where has he blessed you? Take just a moment to list a few things that you're thankful for with God. Move to your heart. So from your soul to your heart, what is weighing on your heart right now? Where do you need God's help the most? What's that one big thing that if God could answer this prayer, That's what I'd lift up to him. Lift that up to God. From your soul to your heart to your head, what are you dreaming of? What are your thoughts drifting towards? Where do you need wisdom and guidance? Ask for God to help you there. From my soul to my heart, to my head, to my family? Where do your family members need prayer? Just maybe pick one specifically. Where do they need prayer? Say a prayer for them. Move to your friends. Where do your closest friends need prayer? Who's a friend that maybe is just on your heart that you wanna say a prayer for? your soul, to your heart, to your head, to your family, to your friends, moving outward to your community. What's going on in my community that needs prayer today? What comes to mind? Just say a prayer for it. From my soul, to my heart, to my head, to my family, to my friends, to my community, final to your world. What's going on in the world that needs prayer right now? Just throw up a quick prayer to God. Lord, I just pray that you help us to be more in sync with you, more in rhythm with you. Lord, help us to stay connected with you throughout our day. Comfort us where we need it. Forgive us where we've sinned against you, God, where we've been disobedient and and we need your forgiveness, God. Help guide us where we need wisdom and strength, God. I pray all of this in your name. Amen.